0: Welcome back for another episode of Counting the Stars. I'm Mary Gillam, and I'm here for morning coffee with my husband Malone Gillam, where we ponder and discuss the big questions of life. Who are we? Why are we the way we are? What is truth and what is fiction? And just as endless as the stars in the sky are, our exploration never runs out of new questions and discoveries. So grab a cup of coffee for yourself if you like and join us as we dive into what's unfolding this week. Let's focus in on seeing a little more of life and truth and do some growing up together as family. Here we go. Good morning.
1: Good morning.
0: Welcome to your Monday
1: it showed up.
0: Here it is. How about that golf game yesterday?
1: I was just thrilled you watched it with me. But yeah, I love Phil Mickelson. Loads of fun to watch him win.
0: Um, what do you think? I mean, if if you didn't see the PGA tournament, the closing of it and what happened, um, we'll explain it briefly. So Phil was in the lead for most of the tournament, right? The last
1: couple of days last
0: couple of days and you could see I mean I don't watch golf tournaments regularly obviously that this may be the first one that I've watched as much of as I did mm-hmm. but to see the mounting enthusiasm and to listen to the fans who totally were gung ho, and the energy just kept going up and up and up and up. So that when he got to his eighteenth hole, the crowds were actually, you know, rolling down the um, fairway, fairway as he went towards the green, and the and there was no controlling it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've, I've never seen anything quite like that at a golf tournament where the fans just kind of pressed in and surrounded everything like that. But, um, yeah, it was fun um, to see. And, you know, he was a 200 to 1 long shot.
0: So that's what I wanted to kind of start with this morning is what is it that – Created that excitement and that enthusiasm and that support for him. What's behind that, do you think? Um,
1: I think part of it is he's always been as much personality as he has been a golfer. I mean, there have been plenty of great golfers, but they don't engage the crowds or the spotlight like Phil has. So I think that certainly lends to his popularity as he's um, made himself available and he's funny and those sorts of things. So I think that's one of the reasons why he has such a big following. And then again, you know, it was history being made. He's the oldest guy to ever win one of the four majors. Uh, People like when history is made, particularly when it's a long shot, you know, uh, similar to when Tiger won the Masters a couple of years ago, And it had been so long between his championships as it has been between Phil's that you've kind of thought they're finished, and it's just going to be the young guys who typically uh, are at the top of the game. And this particular golf course at Kiowa is so long, they thought Phil didn't have much of a shot. But, yeah, he played great.
0: Yeah, that was basically what I was thinking of. It's almost like a Rocky story where he, over the years, has let people in and been been vulnerable, and so people know him to some degree. And then the relatability that people have of watching someone, you know, who's worked so hard and has had struggles and hard times, we certainly relate to that. Mm-hmm. And to watch, you know... I, after years and years and years for this comeback and for him to do well, it's like a hero that we all want to see and we all share in his victory when he does.
1: Yeah, that's a great point because he's been in this situation before and blown it on the last day. Yeah. Uh, just like, you know, we have. Right. <laughs> Crumbled under the pressure and it, we didn't perform or uh, respond in the best sorts of ways. So you can take this totally out of athletics, and it can be any sort of thing you know uh how did in a tense situation, how did you respond mm. and it may have been a terrible response um, so yeah, we can all relate to to that sort of thing, no doubt about it,
0: right, right. We love a good win, which is a um a good segue into uh another area that. I wanted to chat about I've seen a couple of headlines in the wellness world the fitness world and of course that's kind of where I where I work and have been in all my life but with the new mandates by or the kind of letting go of mandates by the CDC saying that if you're vaccinated you can be inside and and the impact that has for gyms and yoga studios is pretty large. So there are headlines out there or people's comments in particular. Uh, One that was pretty funny said, uh, thanks a lot, CDC. You could have given me some warning. I look like hell. (laughs) (laughs) And now I'm thrown back in there. But underneath that comment that's funny is something that, that, has always been there, and it's this this, uh, externally based focus on image that comes into the wellness world, the fitness world, and can easily put us on a slippery slope of trying to look a certain way in order to feel good about ourselves.
1: Yeah, of course, you know way more about this than I do. Um, And I think you would agree with this. It's not simply external, although it is. There has to be internal uh, insecurity and shame to comply because there are plenty of people who there's this external expectation and they just give the one fingered salute to that. They don't care. Right. <laughs> so internally they're fine with how they are. Right. <laughs> so it has to kind of work in cooperation that there's this, you know, yeah, this external press of this is what, uh, not only the ideal is, but really what everybody kind of should look like. Um, and, Because we humans tend to be insecure and want to be part of the in crowd, as Brian Ferry sings about, Um, we allow that to uh, shame us into, you know, whatever we do, fad diets, exercise. Not that we shouldn't pay attention to those things, but the motivations, and I'm guilty of this, or simply because I don't want to be thought of in a bad light when someone looks at me, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's hard when you have commercials and slogans and um, marketing designs that are about make those changes that you know you need to make. Make them really fast and painlessly. And that's usually just not the case, Mm -hmm. you know, and that whole... I've never
1: found it to be the case. (laughs) I
0: haven't found (laughs) one yet. (laughs) And so, you know, how many of those programs out there are balanced and structured in a way that are realistic and almost like the Phil Mickelson journey. It is slow and it's a struggle in places um, and it's more of a marathon than a sprint, but that's the way you get, you know, to um, places of health and wellness in a way that you can sustain.
1: Yeah, I guess what I'm thinking of is uh, to me, there's also a danger in that, though. Um, as you said a minute ago, we love a winner, but not everybody's a winner, right? So even with Phil, you know, and the things that he struggled with. We, one of the things we love about him is that he won. Um, we wouldn't think about him much if he had choked yesterday and didn't win. Other, way, we'd be a little sad for him, but that'd be it. When it comes to diet and, you know, physical image, not everybody's going to win.
0: Well, that's the key. The first step has to be defining what your winning is. Yeah. And and is it realistic and does it um reflect your age and you know your lifestyle and is it is it something that can be supported and um you know the the baseline questions of What's your relationship with yourself and with food and with exercise? All of those dynamics are really such an important first step before you actually change what you're eating and start an exercise program.
1: Well, I mean, we're talking about a subject I know almost nothing about, so I'm totally out of my depth here. Um, And this may be sour grapes on my part, which I'll totally own. (laughs) I think it, you know how is it well-rounded insofar as it's going to work for the individual? And what I mean by that is, I don't know the whole story about this, but it's like the food pyramid that we all grew up with. Mm. Um, Well, it turned out that was garbage, right? It was someone made that up. It was like the cereal companies or something (laughs) made up. This is the way you ought to eat. And we all just adopted it like, well, yeah, I'm also skeptical of, well, this is, what your BMI needs to be. And it's like, well, yeah, if I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger, it does, but (laughs) you know, that's not what I'm going for. So I'm also like, I'm not going to let these externals say, you need to comply to this just like the food pyramid, because it may or may not be true. I need to find something where I'm actually, yes, trying to maintain, uh, some semblance of, uh, exercise to help my lungs heart etc but i'm you know to try to find some magic number of body mass fat index it's like i'm not worried about it
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there is just like the last week's podcast talking about the tricycle and spiritual balance well there's a tricycle here as well you know there's a multitude of counsel in looking at the different recommendations across the board. And really, you know, if it matters to you and you really want to develop a a balanced program, you've got to go broad and you've got to educate yourself. And then listening intuitively to who you are and what you want and putting all those things together.
1: Yeah. And in thinking about this again, it may be sour grapes. Um, we shame the people who don't engage this though. Mm-hmm. If someone's not willing to actually exercise, yeah, society shames them.
0: Some of society. I wouldn't say 100%, but it's hard when people go, you know, to their doctors And they haven't had a lifestyle of exercise ever. They've never, you know, had those benefits of kind of formational, you know, healthy lifestyles from the get-go. And then they're in their 40s or their 50s and they go to their doctors for a checkup and they're just told, well, you need to lose about 100 pounds and say, have a nice day. Well... (laughs) Where does that person start? Well, the, exactly. Or can they? <laughs>
1: well, exactly. And unfortunately, they say, okay, who's done this? They look at People magazine. They see, you know, Joe Blow lost a bunch of pounds in order to get ready for this movie. And they say, okay, well, I'm going to do it. What they fail to think through is that Joe Blow has... Um, he's independently wealthy and can pay As a, pers- a personal
0: trainer. <laughs> They're right, a
1: personal trainer and nutritionist just to help him along the way and get him there. And everybody else is trying to work and figure out how to raise a family and do this stuff, and they generally end up feeling real defeated because it's it's two different worlds that that people are living in. And so back to the externals, that's one of the you know the real false advertising. of so the externals is sometimes we look at these people who have disposable income and can do some of these things and that's fine. I'm not, I mean, good for them, but to try to hold yourself to the exact same standard is unrealistic.
0: Yeah, it is. It is a real, um, area for growth for just widespread kind of education and support. If people are interested in making changes, what does that look like and how can you do it in the best way? Um, And it, and it requires, you know, all kinds of areas in your life, not just diet or not just exercise, but, real kind of some understanding and support and and um, financially to make those adjustments. I mean, you can learn how to adjust your diet without breaking the bank, if you know how. Right. You know, there was a, a commercial, <laughs> one of these one of these crazy marketing maneuvers by a vitamin company and you've got a lady running down the street and she's going for her morning job, jog, and she looks great. She feels great. And she passes her neighbor who's just kind of slithering out her front door to reach for her newspaper with her cigarette in one hand and her coffee and she's disheveled and she's overweight and she feels horrible. And her neighbor who's jogging waves at her and says, hey, you don't look like you're feeling so good. Don't you remember I've told you about, and she pulls out her box of vitamins, you know, vita vita whatever, (laughs) change your life by popping this pill once a day. How ridiculous is that to think that popping one pill per day is going to change that person's life? It's like, so abusive advertising this way yeah and yet people who are desperate will say well maybe it's true and they'll try it
1: didn't work for me i've tried them all <laughs> there's a one pill i could take and and uh do that i'm all in it's yeah, too it good
0: work. to be true
1: <laughs> it doesn't work <laughs> Well, and just thinking about this, this is a huge conversation. The other externals that we may not even think about is, you know, part of being an American or the American kind of identity is one of freedom. And, and um, we're the land of uh, not only opportunity, but um, choices and bigger and better. And so externally we go out to eat and of course, when they give us our portions, typically most restaurants, you get a ton of food and we eat it, right? We eat it all. So the external at at eating out or whatever is you're getting a heck of a good bargain. There's a lot of great food, you know, <laughs> nail this entire chicken fried steak and uh, mashed potatoes and et cetera. And, and then you try to exercise. It's like, there's no way to balance the scales,
0: yeah, you can't out exercise a bad diet
1: that's right what they say and that's then so that's my point is <laughs> the external of how we eat in this country is is pretty bad diet, <laughs> and I look, I'm guilty and I big time, but that's just kind of the culture we live in is you're an American, you know you deserve it. this is a land of plenty, right
0: no. you don't have to. Scrape, which goes back to kind of those internal settings of what's your relationship with food and rewards, and how have you how have you been trained to live when you're stressed or tired or um, depressed? What do you go to? Those are all like we're back to counting the stars. What 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 are your? Um, your memes and and how have you been living your life and just dealing with those? It takes some digging down a little deep.
1: Mm-hmm. That malted ice cream by that one company, I sure <laughs> like to pick that one though. What Tillamook? is Tillamook? Tillamook man, they have malted moo ice cream. Now that stuff is excellent. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, our taste buds get trained to tell us if something is either good or bad. And that training can be harmful. <laughs> it can be retrained to where. Oh, man. It I can be retrained. Well, how did this
1: podcast go off the rails? I, <laughs> I mean, I this want might some, be
0: our last episode. It's time people. for
1: some French toast and sausage. I've what?
0: offended my partner in crime. <laughs> all going to be okay <laughs> oh it's and it's you know it's all about balance goodness gracious there is no script for life we're just making it the best we can
1: that's exactly right so feel proud of you
0: enjoy eat some tillamook today <laughs> that's right <laughs> y'all have a great week Thanks for sharing your time with us today. We hope you feel encouraged and included in all of these discussions. Above all, we really want you to know that you matter. And we're all really just one big family. So until next week, keep noticing your stars. Enjoy your freedom to explore life and just take it one step at a time. Peace.